that was the end of our relationship. The end of the pain, the end of the heartache, the end of the suffering. <laughs> well, at least it should have been. When I left the mall, I drove to my grandparents and I was sitting in my car crying. My uncle came out to talk to me and he told me that that boy wasn't worth it. I wish I would have believed him. I wish I would have listened. But instead, I basically begged for this boy to stay in my life. He agreed, as long as he could keep her as his friend. I allowed it. Man, was I desperate for love. I allowed that to go on for months. He talked to her and used me. We would be hanging out and he would be texting her, smiling. There was a time we were hanging out at the park with friends and he was playing basketball and I had his phone and I text her from it, trying to figure out, see if she would give me information, insight as to what they were doing, but she caught on, found out it wasn't him. But he always said he wasn't doing anything other than talking to her. I didn't fully believe him. He admitted that he had spent Easter with her and how her family treated him so kindly like as an insult to me and my family, given our history. Trying to make me feel bad. He even admitted to sneaking into her room to spend time with her because I guess she had a door to her room that was separate from the door to the house. But he always said he they didn't have sex. He was always making comparisons of us and I would alter myself in little ways so that way he would love me more. He would told me like about perfumes and I would wear them. Much later on in life, that song, um, Girl Crush by uh, Little Big Town. It reminded me a lot of that time, how I tried to be more like her in order for him to stay with me. He was still keeping me on this little string, trying to have his cake and eat it too. Not fully wanting me, but not wanting to let me go. I dealt with it until I started to grow tired of it. One night, after he ignored me yet again, I reached for my yearbook, found the number of one of my guy friends and reached out to him. I was working on getting my friends back, even my guy friends. I had stopped talking to so many of them while with him because he didn't like it. I did stay with him 
if that's kind of what you could call it. I don't really know exactly what it was that we had going on, but I was starting to care less. I was rebuilding my life and learning to be okay without him. You know, until one evening while I was at his place, I was there allowing him to use me and I left my phone in his room while I went to the bathroom. My guy friend text while I was in the bathroom and he saw it. I know he didn't like it because when I got out of the bathroom, he was angry. He asked me who I was talking to and what it was about and I told him that he was my friend. I didn't understand why he was angry. He had his girlfriend and so did I. But he was yelling at me and calling me names and decided I had to go home. For some reason I didn't have my car so he had to drive me. His mom saw how angry he was and decided to go with us. I sat in the back seat, she sat in the front seat and he was yelling and screaming and cussing the whole drive. Driving erratically and his mom was afraid. She told him to calm down over and over, but he just kept screaming, saying that I was a slut and I was a whore. I just stayed quiet in the back of the car until I made it safely home. I got out of the car and went inside, not entirely sure what was going to happen, but I didn't care too much. I think that was the meanest I had seen him so far, and while it was scary, I didn't really let it affect me. A few days later, he reached out to me and had changed his ways. He said he stopped talking to her and was about me again. So I let him back in. But it wasn't better. He was even more controlling now. So much so that I didn't even join the cheer team my senior year. I went to tryouts, made the team. But I didn't continue on with it. I told myself that it was because I was a senior and I didn't make the varsity team, but I think that was just the excuse that I allowed myself to have. It was really because I didn't want the fighting or anger that he'd have because of the boys on the team. I was hanging out with my friends less and less. He was getting scarier too. One day we were in the mall parking lot and we were arguing about, I don't even know what, but he was in my face yelling and he even ripped the visor off of my car. I lied about it. I said it happened on accident. I don't know why, but I didn't tell anybody. I was pretty good at hiding things. There were other things that were bad too, like other girls, I think. He had this fancy car, a Camaro. And I worked, so I was at work quite often and I don't know what he would go around doing, but 
One time while I was at work, I got a call after where I was trying to reach him and I couldn't get a hold of him and he was in the hospital. He had been in a car accident. I was freaking out. I wanted to know that he was okay. So I went to the hospital and I remember walking into the emergency room and I saw a young girl sitting there crying. And she was about our age and I thought that's odd. But I continued walking and they let me back into his room and he was all banged and bruised up. His parents were there. His car had been totaled. But I didn't know what happened. I felt guilty or I felt compassion for him. I just wanted to be able to be there. So I stayed with him for a little while, tried to be comforting, made sure I was there when he got out. It wasn't until a couple months later that I found out the truth. We had gone to watch a movie in the theater and somebody had been texting him. I looked over, I glanced over because this was something that I now did whenever anybody would reach out to him because of the trust issues I had. And it was a girl, a different girl. And after the movie, I tried asking him about it and he got all angry and upset and kind of admitted it wasn't him that was driving when the vehicle wrecked. And there were three other people with him, three other girls. They were trying to cover up what happened so that way the insurance still covered the accident. I guess one of the other girls that he was with was driving and he was in the back with one. Don't know what he did, I don't know what he was doing. He never admitted it to me. But that broke me even a little more. We got in a huge fight on the way back from the theater. I was driving up a hill when I stopped at the red light because he was so angry. He pulled my emergency brake up so hard, got out of the car and started walking back to his house. I was there crying, trying to get the emergency brake down. It took me a little bit, but I did get it down. But he had left his phone in my car. I should have just went home. I should have figured out another way to get him his phone back because he wasn't worth all of that. But I guess because I was so broken, I drove to his house and took him his phone and stayed, stayed with him. And now it's also important to note that towards the end of my junior year, his older brother, who was a year older than me, had a baby. That's important to note because that baby caused this boy to want a baby of his own. And I already had low self-esteem and confidence issues before meeting this boy. 
And over the last year and a half that I knew him, it had declined even more. I was at a point that I would do anything for him. I wish I had a different relationship with my parents at that time. I wish I had been taught better. I wish I hadn't stopped talking to my friends. Maybe somebody could have stopped me from the choice I so easily made. Sometime after the accident and everything else going on during summer break or at the start of my senior year, he told me he wanted a baby of his own. And at 17 years old, <clears throat> I decided I would give him one. <clears throat> I wanted so badly to be loved, for someone to be with me that I decided to be a teen parent. So we started trying. There was a time I thought I was late, so I told my friends who were also having pregnancy scares and we drove to out another town so as not to get caught by anybody that our parents knew, picked up a box of pregnancy tests and took them. All of us had negative pregnancy tests. They were ecstatic and I was upset, but I didn't let it show. So insane to be mad that I wasn't pregnant. But to me, it was like I was letting him down. It didn't matter too much though, because in November of my senior year, I did end up pregnant. The first sign was an aversion to the Wendy's chicken sandwich that I loved. Then I took multiple pregnancy tests. Then he told his mom who had advised us to go to this doctor's office that could confirm. So we went there and they confirmed it gave me an estimated due date on a piece of paper. I was in a fog. I couldn't fully believe it, but he was happy. So I pretended to be. I didn't even tell my mom. I just left her the due date note that the doctor had given me before I left to school one morning. She didn't even yell or punish me. She just said we'd get the care I needed and it would be loved and taken care of. I wish she would have yelled. I couldn't tell my dad or older brother either. My mom told them. She said they yelled and cried and my dad said he'd kill him, but nothing happened. I told my younger siblings and they were excited, but they were also just kids. So here I was, 17 and pregnant about to change my whole life, all because of a boy. The nine months of pregnancy wasn't horrible. I think he was even nice to me, but I'm pretty sure he still had her on the side. I always just had a weird feeling that he did. We ran into her at prom, I was super pregnant, like seven months pregnant. And it just felt like there was something going on. But I let it go. I mean, I was having his baby. I graduated high school, seven months pregnant. And two months later in July of 2005, I gave birth to our baby, a beautiful little boy. Two weeks before I turned 18. <clears throat>